Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, talking on common sense for people in the business of helping others through tutoring, teaching and coaching. Now, remember, I'm always eager to hear from you because I don't have all the answers and I'd love to hear your stories and insights. I'm here to help. So send your questions and your problems and get in touch. It's info at neilcamido.com. So let's crack on with the great Windows windup. Now, you Mac users can look away now. There's nothing to see here. Just wipe that smug smirk off your face. Okay, I'm kidding. There's a lot here that actually is relevant to anyone using computers, digital technology. And in many ways, revisiting some of the, what we already looked at way back in episode 59 and 60. And I'm going to attach a very personal warning. I'm going to try not to get ranty about this. Because in the last week, I've had a Windows 10 auto updates totally kill two of my computers. That's the, the desktop computer in the office. As I was preparing the company accounts for one of my businesses, that was a nightmare. And the big machine here in the, in the music recording studio. Here's the thing. All through 2020, I had a ton of Windows 10 updates. Some of them actually happened mid-lesson with my teaching laptop rebooting when my back was turned. And this was all automatic and apparently completely out of my control. It's called Windows Auto Update. It happened probably a, a dozen times throughout the year on my laptop alone. And that's pretty grim on one machine. But when you're using multiple machines, it just gets worse. Now, several times out of that maybe dozen occurrences, Windows wouldn't start up after the upgrade. You can almost hear the air quotes there, can't you? Upgrade, that's a misnomer if ever there was. And I had to resort to the old-fashioned DOS prompt and real old-school command lines to remove all of the old dud Windows files before I could even reinstall Windows. Um, I'd always recommend that whatever software you're using to run your machine on, you have a rescue USB or CD-ROM drive ready for this inevitability because, guys, it is inevitable. But that's not the worst part of it. The actual crashing wasn't that bad. This is the worst part. When you reinstall your operating system, like Windows, it'll usually wipe all of your apps all of your settings and all of your personal data if it's held on the same drive as the files that are used to run the computer itself, called the operating system. Now, on most computers, that's the C drive. That full system restore and then reinstallation of everything will take the best part of a day. Now, if your plans for the day include teaching online, well, good luck with that one. Here's the thing though, guys, the apps, yeah, you can reinstall. It'll take time when you'll need to reauthorize your paid products, get licenses, authorization keys, and so on. But that's actually the easy bit. Tough part of this is your data, because it's your data that matters. 
if your data's on the system drive and it's wiped, you've lost it. Now that could be years of work. It could be a book you've written, a pile of lesson plans, materials from an online course, all your student records and their contact details, all gone. Now don't kid yourself. Don't think if it happens to me or even more stupidly, it won't happen to me because it will. Start thinking when it happens to me. It will happen sooner or later. So protect your data now. It is truly the lifeblood of your business. Just imagine for a second losing all your data, all your customers' contact details, all your work schedules, your plans, your lesson histories, your future lesson plans, everything you've ever recorded, the photos and images you've had, all your financial records and your accounting data. Any intellectual property or materials you've written or developed, be they teaching materials, books, courses, you name it. And then all the passwords and logins for all the software and all the apps you use. Your online banking, your government gateway, and so on. Now, operationally, you lose your data and you'll need to rebuild it all over again. This can be very costly and massively time consuming. You could buy data recovery services. And maybe they'll be able to do something. But win, lose, or draw, they're going to charge you. There's a time cost of having to re-input that data if you go back to square one. There's also the straight-ahead cost of the lost time you spent managing the crisis. And, of course, it, it really could damage your reputation. So here's what I'm suggesting to anybody using a computer. And it's the same advice now as it was a couple of years ago. Be paranoid. It will happen. One of the, the best suggestions I can make in the short term now is put your data on a separate data drive or a separate partition on your C drive from your system files. All three of the machines I use for serious business work have second hard drives installed in them because OneDrive holds the system file. The second is just for the data. That way, a system restore won't touch anything on the data drive and it'll save me a load of time and anxiety. Keep moving your app setup files from the download folder, which it normally defaults to in your browser, to a new folder on your second data drive. Then when you need to reinstall the app, you won't have to go to the website and download it all over again. It's there, local, on that second drive. As always, I suggest you invest in good security across all your devices and keep it bang up to date. Viruses evolve for computers and they mutate, so make sure the update takes place automatically oh and be paranoid i probably mentioned that before but be paranoid if you're using a windows machine my personal recommendation is you turn off windows auto updates now microsoft don't actually make this easy to find because they don't want you to do it here's how you do it. it's like three or four keystrokes first press the windows logo key and the r button at the same time so that's the little Windows logo thing with R, letter R. And that will open the run box. Now into that little box type services.msc. That's Mike Sierra Charlie. And press enter. You'll then get a scroll down list of all the things that Windows wants to do. So scroll down to where it says Windows Update and double click it. You'll get a little startup type of menu box there again and select disabled because it's usually defaults to automatic. 
then click apply and OK. And you've just turned off that vile automatic Windows Update scheme where it simply seizes control of your machine and buggers everything up for you. I'll manually perform a Windows Update check once in a while, but I won't do it on a day when I'm planning to do anything else with that particular machine. Because Windows track record is awful on this one, so if the update screws up the machine, I'll have a day to recover from it. This is in addition to all the usual stuff like be suspicious of emails with attachments and links, especially from unknown senders. Don't let people plug USB drives into your business computer unless you want them to introduce all sorts of crap into it. Do your backups, guys. Back it up. Just schedule a regular backup of everything and put it into what I think of as my remote data bunkers. These are the places where I stash all my backups. My philosophy is to have your data in three locations. When I worked as a management consultant, I was told by one of the IT geeks that data doesn't really exist unless it's in three places all at once. I think that's really solid advice. So keep it, one, off-site in the cloud. Where it's immediate, it's automatically synchronized, you've got backup of your files. It's protected from fire or physical problems, so if my house burns down, my stuff is still in the cloud. Uh, I use, currently, the two gigabyte data free version of Dropbox. This also lets me file share and do transfers with collaborators. Now, it's not great for very large uncompressed files because of the transmission and upload times. So photos, movies, that sort of stuff. But it's great for everything else. My two gigabytes of data is nearly full, so there's a remote chance I'll have to start paying for it. Bah! So, uh, two, on-site. Keep it on site for fast restoration and very large amounts of data, big files and things. Uh, I use a password protected one terabyte external USB drive and update it every couple of weeks. So that's great, it's fast, it's immediate, it's here, but it is vulnerable to physical problems like theft and fire. So if something bad happens here, it's at risk. Now, third of my locations is off site. This is a, another external 2 terabyte drive. Again, it's password protected and it's kept in the safe at a different location from where my local backup drive is. So if either place burns down or gets burgled, I'm covered. Paranoid? Me? <laughs> oh yeah. Now in practice I'll leapfrog between these two drives, um, backing up from my master machine onto the home drive which goes into the office safe. And I suggest that you also produce what I would call a, a dead stop annual backup, especially things like financial data. And just forget about it. Back it up, put it on a drive, put it in the safe, and forget about it. Your backup data is essential because if you are investigating for tax reasons, HMRC for instance, then you've got to have your records for six years. That's from the end of the last company financial year they relate to, or longer, if they show transaction that covers more than one of the company's accountancy periods. So guys, for heaven's sake, give it some thought, don't chance it. It's going to happen to you. Set your calendar now to alert you to do regular backup days and get it done. Run it overnight if that's good for you. But please, please, please get it done. I can only imagine how distressing it's going to be 
for you to switch on your PC and discover that it's a basket case. All your client base is gone. Your contact details have gone. The record of every lesson you've ever done, every bit of IP you've developed, all your videos, your photos, every piece of music you've written, it's all gone. Don't think it won't happen. Don't kid yourself. Start, don't even think if it happens. Think when it happens. Because I can pretty much guarantee you will have some kind of computer catastrophe sooner or later. You know the old line about nothing's inevitable but death and taxes? I think we should probably amend that to death, taxes and computer crashes. Crack on with it guys. Get your backups done. Protect your data. Turn off your auto updates. And Mac users, you can come back in the room now. Let me know if this rings any bells with you. How are you getting on? Taking care of your business these days. I'd love to hear from you, so talk to me. I am at info at neilcamado.com and I'll see you in the next episode where I'll be sorting through the myths, the mysteries and the misunderstandings that we all face. Winnowing the fact from the fiction. Cutting to the bare bones of what matters so you can start, grow and love your tutoring business. Join me next time for another episode of the Tutor Podcast. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses. Mm -hmm.